Welcome to A Better Way podcast, dedicated to mompreneurs who want to do good and feel good at work, at home, and in life. We're your hosts, Courtney and Danielle, and we get the challenges you're facing because we're living them too. We'll share tangible tips we've learned along the way to help make your life a little easier and we hope a lot more fun. We'll also chat with other moms who are making it happen so we can learn from one another because together we can find a better way. Welcome back to A Better Way podcast. You're here with Courtney and Danielle, and today we are talking about failure. Some people might say that's a big, dirty word, but we are going to teach you how to fail the right way so that you can move forward in your business and learn from your mistakes. Yeah, this is actually something I'm really passionate about because I feel like I'm finally coming to grips with the fact that it's inevitable. Like everyone fails, you're going to fail. It's about what you do after that, that matters, um, not trying to avoid it. And so when Danielle and I were chatting, I was like, I feel like this is a topic that's not really talked about enough. Everyone tries to do everything in their power to avoid failure. No one's talking about you're going to fail. So what do you do when that happens? And afterwards to keep kind of failing forward, I guess, is really the concept that I want to talk about today. So um, I'm thinking it might be helpful to share some of our own personal failures. What about you, Danielle? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, we were we were talking about this um, in prep for this episode. And um, I said to Courtney, like, we're going to share our own stories, right? Because I have started a million different things and never finished them because I've hit like one small um you know, it, it, snag in the plan, right? Uh, and then just completely abandon them. Uh, so, Courtney, do you want to go first, or do you do you sure. want me to tell? Okay, I actually feel like we have somewhat similar stories because well, we also have known each other for so many years that we've been along those ups and downs. But for the longest time, I've wanted to be a business owner or work for myself, and I feel like I've started and failed so many businesses. Danielle knows. Um, so back in my late twenties, I thought I was going to become the hottest yoga instructor there was in Boston, that I was going to teach some like packed out classes and I could build this online, um, yoga business and it went nowhere. I found out really quickly that I really like yoga. Um, but I rather be the person on the mat taking the class than the person teaching the class. Um, and so let's just put it that way that my yoga business failed to launch And I was kind of ashamed at that point because at the time I thought I tried something, I kind of put it out there and I told people that, Hey, I'm getting my yoga teacher training certification. I'm going to start teaching classes. And then people would ask about it six months later. And I was kind of sheepish and didn't really have anything to show for it. So fast forward to after I had my first son And I was still getting that itch. It was about a year after I had him. And I was like, you know what? I still, I want to do something for myself. I know what it's going to be this time. I was getting back into running heavily and I decided to take a run coach certification course. And I was like, you know what? This is perfect. Yoga teacher training, run coaching, everything I love, everything I'm passionate about. I'm going to create this mindful movement company, helping moms leverage movement to kind of de-stress, to help support chronic, you know, conditions that they might have just lead a healthier, happier lifestyle. 
again, I think I got one run coaching client and I taught a few yoga classes and I did some fundraisers, but it again, failed to launch. And in retrospect, looking back, I realized that I was forcing a lot of it and it wasn't so much that I wasn't good at something, but each time that I tried to start a business and it quote unquote failed, according to my terms, um, I realized that one, I never actually gave it a full chance. I stopped myself before I could fail because I was afraid of embarrassing myself. But two, um, I realized that it felt like work and it felt like a struggle the entire time. Nothing felt natural about it. And no wonder it didn't work because it wasn't actually in alignment with my strengths, with the type of life that I wanted to build, um, with the type of value that I could offer. And so I've learned along the way that those weren't necessarily failures. Those were all just shifts in direction that are getting me to where I am today. Because today in my business, it feels really different. But if I hadn't had those times where I started and stopped um, and where it felt really difficult and challenging, I don't think it would help me push through the blocks that I have today. So long story short, I've tried to start quite a few businesses, realize that sometimes creating a business out of a passion isn't necessarily a sustainable business. And that's okay. All of those attempts are leading you up until the point that you're going to find what works for you. So Daniel, I'd love to hear a little bit about your story before we jump into some of what we've learned along those ways. Yeah. Thanks, Court. I mean, all of that resonates. I, um, (laughs) different types of businesses, but, um, I, when I went to business school, I was not bored, but like, you know, I was, had some extra time because I went full-time and worked part-time and I started a blog called business and boys where I related business, uh, business principles to dating. Um, and record, it was an amazing blog. I read it. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. Um, now I stopped doing it after a while and, um, you know, I think back, that was like 2011, I think back. And like, that was when blogging was like just starting to blow up. So I should have just continued with it, but, um, I got a real job cause that's what you're supposed to do. Right. Court. And, mm-hmm. um, and then when I was working again, I, um, I started, um, another little, um, blog, like where I was like writing about, uh, like, you know, the latest finds at the gap and J crew, um, with, you know, and trying to do like affiliate marketing, no, no clicks, no, nothing really happened. Um, so I stopped doing that. And then right before I had my son, I realized like, shoot, I really want to make this entrepreneur thing work because I'm about to be a mom. My job is not, it's not sustainable for me to stay in this job. And, um, I want to make something work. So I started a e-commerce business. Um, I was like, you know what? Everyone's doing drop shipping. This is 2019. Um, I can totally drop ship and it's going to be so easy, whatever. So I created an online uh, store called Shaping Young. um, I'm sorry. (laughs) It's my business now. Um, Champagne Tulip. And I started just selling random stuff like bracelets and housewares and all sorts of stuff. Um, 
and it went nowhere. I started an Instagram account, get some followers, but like I, and then I did some Facebook ads and nothing happened with that. So I got super discouraged and was like, this doesn't work. Like it just doesn't work for me. And so I'm going to stop doing it. Um, and to like follow in parallel to the way Courtney told her story, like looking back, it's like, ugh, like I didn't even give these things the chance to be mm-hmm. successful. Right. Um, I mean, I also made a lot of mistakes and I can see that now looking back, but I gave up way too soon. And I think what we have to realize um, to sort of like as a segue into like what we've learned is um, I had a call last week with a mentor and she said, um, think back. So corporate sale, like software sales is my background. And she said, think back to your first days in sales. And, and I did. And I remember like going into the bathroom and being so nervous and talking, you know, talking in the mirror to myself and saying like, come on, Danielle, like you can do this, go back to your desk and just make two calls. And then you can go back to the bathroom and like breathe. Um, and so like, this was, you know, when I first started out was making cold calls and it's so true. Like we think that we're going to move into entrepreneurship and we're just going to know how to do everything. And it's just going to work when like, that's not how our career started and how we felt at the beginning of our career. So we kind of have to take a step back and realize like, Hey, we're at the very beginning of this and we're going to make a lot of missteps along the way and learn. Um, and that doesn't mean we're not ultimately going to be successful in, in our career and in, in this, in this endeavor. It just means that we're at the beginning right now and we need to honor the space that we're, we're in, in the, in, in the process. Yeah, I agree. And I think, you know, what's interesting when you said like, you're not expected to know everything at the beginning. I think we put that pressure on ourselves. And if you step back and you think about it, think about how you treat your kids. If they're learning to ride a bike. So I, my son, he got a new bike for Christmas and it's got training wheels, but he didn't want to get it on at first. Now he'll get on it, but he won't move. And someday he will eventually ride that bike with training wheels. But every time he gets a little bit closer to overcoming that fear. And I think something that's probably important to start with is, is it really a failure or is it just fear that you have that's holding you back? Because failure is different than fear. So keep it in perspective. One of the things my husband tells me a lot is, you know, you, okay. So you think that you failed at something, say it was trying to launch a course. Um, and you ended up having one person sign up or say you were trying to, um, I don't know, do a triathlon for the first time and you ended up having to drop out, whatever it may be in your life, keep it in perspective. Is everyone safe? Do you still have food and table, food on your table, clothes on your back? Do you still have your health? Yes. Then you're doing pretty damn well. So first, like when you have those feelings of, oh my goodness, it didn't go the way I thought it would, or, oh my goodness, this was such a wreck or I failed, put it in perspective in the grand scheme of your life, is this really drastically changing the quality of life for you and your family? In some cases it might. Okay, great. We'll move on to that next step in a minute. But if it's not, and it's more just how you feel about yourself or what other people think about you, then stop and really reassess. Is that a failure or is that just fear that is a mental block that you need to overcome? Mm -hmm. Because for me, I feel like oftentimes it's fear versus true failure. Yes. 
I could 100% agree with that. I feel like there are certain people that have been in my past, whether it's high school or after college or college, and I, for better or for worse, sort of like look up to them. And I think all the time, like, what are they going to think? Like, what, what if this doesn't work? And what is, you know, Joe Schmo going to think about it? And what I have to realize is like, Joe Schmo does not care. Joe Schmo has their own problems, their own insecurities. And like, and it, let's just say they do care and they talk about me. Who cares? First of all, I'll never know. And second of all, like, who cares? Who cares? Um, so yeah, I've let fear stop me so much. And it's funny, Courtney, that when you were telling the stories about starting your businesses and being like sheepish six months later, like I didn't even get to that point because I didn't tell anyone, um, because I just didn't want anyone to know what I was doing because I didn't want them to know if I failed. So, and that's just a terrible way to start something. So let's just like remove that. No one cares. Do your thing. When you're making money, you're no one's like, you're not going to care what other people think. Right. And one side note about that, one way to be more successful is actually tell people what you're doing all the time. Because just like Danielle, I wouldn't tell people what I was doing. I thought I would have better luck getting strangers on the internet to buy my service or work with me. When in reality, through the last few months, my biggest income for leads has been people I know and people who I had a in-life relationship with that have seen that I'm doing work like this. So like Danielle said, stop caring what people think. And actually the more people that you're close with that you tell, the more opportunities they have to help you grow your business. Cause you can't do it alone. You need those people to support you, whether it's through leads or just moral support. Um, so, and that's one of the things that you can control. So that I think is another thing that I've learned through failure is like, okay, Sometimes when you think that you're failing in your business, you think that it's a direct response to your actions and you take it personally. I don't know about anybody else, but like if I get feedback from a client, um, this would happen a lot in my corporate role. If I got feedback from a client and they weren't thrilled with the output, I would think that I personally failed them. When in reality, there are so many other outside, outside circumstances that may have impacted the quality of the output that we were able to deliver. Now in my business, um, I think, you know, one of the things that I struggle with is separating myself from the work that my own clients need to do. Like there's only so much I can do to get them over that finish line and then they need to help themselves, but I want to help them that whole way. And so how can I separate what are, what lane am I in focus on what I can control and then let go of what I can't, because at the end of the day, there are outside circumstances that you, that may impact the performance of your business or the performance of your recent launch or your customer's success that you can't control for. Hello, COVID-19 global pandemic. That's mm-hmm. affected a lot of people. That's not a reflection of them or their ability as a business owner, as a you know service provider, as a marketer, as a health coach. That's just outside circumstances. So focus on what you can control. I'm not the best at that, but I'm learning because at the end of the day, you can only control what you do and then you need to pivot for the rest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, focusing on what you can control really leads into the next tip, which is reflecting on the feedback that you got from the failure, right? So oftentimes feedback can be the hardest thing to receive, especially when it's around a failure, right? So, 
try to separate like what you can, could control, right? Like the launch didn't go well. Okay. Well, um, like what are the things I did that I could have done differently? What are the things that were outside of our control, right? Like, did I try to launch a five-day challenge on the week of Christmas, right? Like that's, I mean, <laughs> it's like in my control, but not in my control. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> it, it, I can't, it, I shouldn't have picked that week. Yes. But also, also it's like Christmas was that week. So that's why it wasn't successful, right? Like it's not that people aren't interested in the challenge I had to offer. It's that they had other things to do that week. Um, so, uh, you know, again, like splitting it up into things you can control, things you can't control. Um, and then like, look at the metrics, right? Like, I don't know. I mean, for me, I, <laughs> I find that I like to just like feel like, like, okay, I feel like that worked. Um, and I don't look at the metrics and, uh, you know, I, that's something I think we need to do more of is say like, what feedback can we get? Not just the verbal feedback that we're getting from people around us, but what feedback can we get from the, the actual metrics? Like if people weren't um, clicking, right? Like, so if there weren't, but, or people were clicking, but they weren't converting, what does that tell us, right? It tells us that they're interested, but when they, when they read the information that you provided, they weren't compelled to sign mm -hmm. up. So like, let's work on that messaging and figure out how we can tweak it. Right. Um, so yeah. And, and then like, this leads right into our fourth tip, which is recognize that this is all part of the process. It is 150,000% normal to fail. You are going to fail and iterate and iterate and fail and iterate. And eventually like your business is going to move forward and something's going to click and you're going to keep scaling on that. Right. Um, I was listening to a training this morning, actually, I've been just listening to a lot of like different people. Cause I get like very squirrel, like, Oh, what's this? Um, and she was saying like, she was telling people to just take action. Right. And, and figure it out. And she was like, does this sound messy to you guys? Because it is messy. Like just do it. And your business is going to change and evolve. And I actually remember Courtney, you telling me this in the beginning of when, um, when I started and I didn't really get it. Like you were like, you know, just do whatever because it can change and evolve. And I was like, huh? Like, I don't understand what that means, but now I get it. It's almost like little mini failures all the time. And okay, that didn't work. Like, how do I change this? And, um, you know, like I started my business thinking I wanted to help moms get healthy, like have healthy habits for their family. Well, what I realized is that that is like the most broad thing ever. It doesn't resonate with anyone. And like, of course people want healthy habits, but like how and like what, and what are their pain points? Um, and so that's how I evolved, you know, I evolved my messaging all the way down to saying that I help busy moms with picky eaters get vegetables on the dinner plate, on dinner plates, right? So like that's, that's how far I've come. And I've had many iterations in between there. And I'm sure Courtney has too. I have. Side note, you're reminding me, life update I didn't provide before. And I'm totally interrupting for our listeners. But Danielle, I'll be tapping you later because we're starting solids with Brian today. He's five months today, but he is ready. He popped a tooth this morning. We're starting sweet potato. So I'm going to, I'll follow up with an update with you later and for our listeners too. But what Danielle said about those mini failures, 
Um, two thoughts I have on that. One is like that fail forward concept, replace the word failure with growth in your vocabulary. It is growth. Every time you fail, accept it, embrace it. It's going to get easier and you're going to be able to rebound more quickly. But also when you think about like these mini failures, what I like what Danielle said about that is it doesn't mean that everything isn't working. So in my previous experiences, when I was starting a business or even, you know, if I got feedback in my corporate role before I started businesses or in my personal life, I just thought I was the worst human being if something didn't go perfectly. For folks that are listening, I'm an Enneagram three, total type A, like manifesting generator, perfectionist type. So if you understand what any of that means, you can kind of picture where my mindset is coming from. And so one thing that may have been wrong, and I thought I had to blow the whole thing up. I thought I had to change everything, either about myself or the way I approach something. The one thing that I've learned in this process is just do not throw the baby out with the bathwater. Like Danielle had said, it didn't mean that her business concept wasn't working. It meant that she needed to tweak her messaging. I work with clients on this all the time. They're struggling to sell an offer. And it doesn't mean that their offer isn't good. It might mean that the way that they're talking about their offer isn't working. Or sometimes the way that they're talking about their offer is working, but then what a client actually gets from the experience is a mismatch. Um, that's just an example in terms of like brand strategy and, and copywriting. But, you know, it may be that you offer, um, fitness courses and maybe one-on-one is not the best approach. Maybe group classes are better because of the shared accountability and the community, especially in light of people being home and separated from family and friends. That's a small tweak. That doesn't mean that you're not a good, you know, fitness trainer. It just means that the way you deliver your services might need to better align with what your audience wants. And so similarly, Maybe like financially, if you're going through the numbers in your business, it may be that you need to tweak your pricing strategy so that you're maximizing the profit that you get for the effort that you're putting out. So there's little tweaks you can be making everywhere. And it may seem on paper that something's not working, but it might just be a small tweak that could totally change the game. So I really encourage you to stop, take things into perspective and then say, what levers can I pull? here to see if I get a different result without totally giving up. Because at the end of the day, it's not that you're not cut out for, you know, whatever it is that your dream is, maybe it just needs to evolve in a slightly different direction. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And you guys couldn't see Courtney, but when she was talking about the levers, she looked like she was milking a cow. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I can see her on zoom. So I'm just, I just had to, had to let our listeners know that. Um, oh my goodness. <laughs> I think both of us talk with our hands. Is that, a, do. is that a nor- Northeast thing? I don't know. I, don't know. I thought so. But you, Cause you're not Italian. I thought it was an Italian American thing, but now I'm know. thinking like maybe it's a Northeastern Northeast people do that. I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, just letting, letting everyone know. Um, <laughs> Uh, I'm thinking probably not only because they usually say New Englanders are not very friendly. My husband's not from New England, but he says I'm the friendliest New Englander he's ever met. So for people listening who are not from New England, we apologize because apparently we're not very nice up here, but Danielle and I are. So you're always, yeah, we're super nice, super nice. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, unless you're our, unless you're my kids, in which case I'm mean mom. Um, (laughs) uh, so, okay. So 
last one actually, and Courtney, I'm going to let you take this one. Cause it sounds like you read an article that, um, I did really, really like explain this concept. Yeah. So th- I found a Forbes article that was talking about failure and why you shouldn't be so quick to like let failure stop you from doing something. And the whole concept was that failure is a verb, not a noun. And I love it because that means it's an active word as opposed to like the be all end all. And just because you failed one time doesn't mean you are forever a failure. And I think, again, this is like one of those mental games that we play on ourselves is that, so something didn't work. So you label, again, going back to the personal, you label yourself as a failure. You label the idea as a failure, but it doesn't actually mean you're a failure at all. Failure and fail are two different things. Fail is active. Fail means that you can keep moving and you can come out of that phase and into a you know, more successful phase or a learn from it. So the way that I interpret this is the key is really not to let your business fail or if you say failure, stop you from trying again. So how can you take what you learned during that phase and use it to propel you forward or use it to influence smarter decisions or more efficient and effective decisions in that next phase of your business? So think of everything you're doing as an experiment. And I know that that's really hard, especially when your income um, depends on it. I don't know about anyone who's listening, but like for Danielle and I, both of us, what we're doing matters and it helps with making sure that our family is taken care of and we're able to afford the things in our life and taking care of our kids and our family. And so, yeah, that there's a lot of weight on that, but that shouldn't mean that anytime something goes wrong, that that is the be all end all. And that is the final status instead use that as momentum or as encouragement to experiment and grow. And when things go wrong, they're going to feel less like a failure and more like clues on your journey to success. And the reason I say that is because we can all be successful even when the pressure or the stakes are high, there are going to be bumps in the road, but every single business coach I've worked with or successful entrepreneur, even some of the people that we've talked to on our show already, they have said that even when pressure was high and when things didn't go wrong, it was that point, that point where they had to determine whether they were going to give up or push through is when they really got that big breakthrough. And so I really encourage you to think of exactly as the Forbes article said it, failure is a verb, not a noun. It's an active state. Nothing is permanent. Keep going. And there will be, you know, brighter days on the other side of that. Um, I think that that is a really helpful way to look at it because again, failure is not something you can ever prevent, but it is some, it's a storm that you can weather. And it's a storm that all of us need to weather if we're an entrepreneur, because at the end of the day, we all signed up to be lifelong learners. Cause that's exactly what entrepreneurship is. It's something that hasn't been done before in your building. Um, and so I think kind of just accepting it for what it is and realizing that it might be uncomfortable but you're going to get through it is the best way in my perspective. And in my experience to kind of change your relationship with what you perceive to be failing or a failure. Um, I don't know if that resonates with you at all, Danielle. Yeah. And one thing I was thinking about is like comparing it to what I like to do sometimes is compare it to other, of course, like my first business um, air quotes, uh, business and boys where I was comparing business principles to dating. Like, compare your business to parenting, right? Like a lot of Courtney and I are both moms. A lot of our listeners are moms. And 
you know, let's say that you, for instance, your son jumped, this may or may not be a true story. Your son jumps off of a plastic car and twists his ankle. Well, that's like a huge deal. And it may make you feel like you've had like a mini failure as a mom, right? But you're not going to like give up your kid for adoption or like abandon them because they like you've had a failure as a mom, right? Like you're going to keep moving forward. And same thing with like the toddler years, right? Like it's really hard. Like the toddler years, somebody, um, my mother-in-law said to me yesterday, like, well, you wanted kids. And I was like, yeah, I didn't want a toddler though. And <laughs> like, I never said I wanted a two-year-old. And, um, but like, we have to get through those years, right? Cause like, you just have to, you have to get to the other side. And, um, and like, you have to think about your business the same way. Like there's going to be rough patches. There's going to be a twisted ankle. And maybe that's like going in, you know, the red uh, in your balance sheet, right? Like who knows, but like, you're just going to keep moving forward until you make it work. And it's not to say that you're going to keep doing the same thing, right? Like if my kid twists his ankle jumping off of a car, I'm not going to be like, okay, I'm going to let him stand on that car again and jump off, right? Like you're not going to do the same thing in your business over and over and over again until it works. That's not what we're saying at all. We're saying like, I have to look back on that situation if we're talking about the sprained ankle and say like, what could I have done differently? All right, I could have told my kid like not to stand on that and not to jump off of it, but I didn't. And like that, and now I've got to move forward and hope Mm -hmm. that that doesn't happen again, right? And it's the same exact thing with business. So treat your business like you treat parenting. That's great advice. So I actually- we have been having a few tough weeks with our three-year-old and I called my mom. I don't usually like call people and kind of vent about the parenting stuff, but I called my mom last week and said, I just, I need to know it's going to be okay. And I need to know that I just need to vent and I need some outside perspective. And what she told me was you're doing the right things. She did give me some tactical like recommendations on how to change the way I was approaching it. But she said at the end of the day, it is just this hard. It is. It's everyone goes through this. And I love the analogy Danielle shared because building a business is just that hard. It's also just that exciting, just like having a kid Mm -hmm. is right. So it's got the really high highs and the really low lows. But one of the reasons that I wanted to chat about this today is because I do think that it's not at a, at a very surface level, people will be like, oh, people don't talk about how hard building a business is or like entrepreneurship, but they never go deeper into it and they never really share their stories. And I have found that it's very easy to get into a comparison trap or to think of yourself in the lens of a failure when all you see are other people's success stories. And so I think it's really important And that's why I think Danielle and I love connecting so much is like, we're really open and raw and we share like the good, bad, and the very ugly. And I think it's important for us as a community to continue to do that because it is normal. And if you see other people talking about this more openly, you're going to be less afraid to try again. And you're going to be less impacted by that failure. And you're going to be able to more easily shift your mindset. So if anyone is out there is saying like, yeah, that's easier said than done. Know that like there's a million other people, including me and Danielle in your shoes right now on any given day. And it does not reflect you at all. It is just the way that things go and have confidence, 
you know, listen to the feedback that your quote unquote failures are giving you and move forward because you can do this. You can, whether or not you believe it right now or not, you can, there's going to be bumps in the road, but you can do it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you absolutely can do it. And that's what I tell myself every day about everything. (laughs) I can, I can get up today. I can feed my children. I can try to build a business. I can do my full-time job. <laughs> and you know what? It all happens. It all happens. Oh, and I can have a glass of wine at the end of a very long day. <laughs> yes. 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 So many glasses of wine. Too many glasses of wine. Um, but yes, I think that's a good... I think that's a good note for us to end on too. Like be confident in yourself. Um, you've got this, you'll figure it out eventually. Um, and you don't have to, that's another thing. I was talking to this woman last week. I was having a little coffee chat and she said, I said, I have to do this. And she said, you don't have to do anything. You are going to do it because you want to do it. And you, Mm. And like, you should do it, right? Like you have the skills, you have something valuable to share with other people. And so you're going to, because you, you want to, and you should not because you have to, you don't have to do anything. And I liked that. So that is um, a great note to end on. Yeah. Yeah. I like that a lot. Well, thank you guys for listening to today's episode. I hope it kind of pumped you up a little bit, or if you're feeling low, at least just picked you up a little bit, um, because that's what we like to do. Um, and something we always enjoy is when we hear from other people. Um, if there is anything that resonated with you in today's episode, please do connect with us on social media. We love hearing what you liked, what you didn't like, or how you can connect with this uh, in your own personal stories. Also, as always, if you have any recommendations for future guests or topics, let us know because we are always willing to kind of elevate those things that you are most interested in. So we hope you enjoy the rest of your day. We'll drop our contact information and social information in the show notes and look forward to connecting with you on the next episode. Yeah. Bye guys. Thanks for listening to today's episode. For more information from today's chat, including how to reach us, head on over to the show notes. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on any of the exciting episodes to come. And please, if you liked what you heard, be sure to leave a rating and review. It's how we can help other busy moms find their better way. Until next time, mom friends.